Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Big shout out to my brother, J Dab. You know, his Amore brand. You know, he got the t shirt with the little thing on the back. It's Can't called turn. Interstellar. Y'all tap in with him. Beautiful. And uh, shout out to Ninth Wonder, my boy Gio and Brandon. You know, they have their CBDA company. Y'all, you know, tap in with them as well. They got a, we got the, the fruit punch, but they have a grape that just dropped. Y'all mm. definitely got to go get you some. Got to go get you some. And I'm, and I've been using this for, you know, this is, I think it's my like second bottle. And it really helps me too, because I'm somebody that really does suffer with trying to go to sleep and to shut off the mind. Because, you know, I have like a million thoughts going through and, you know, I just had a, you know, Sometimes a long day at work or I'm educating myself on my investments and or educating myself or reading books and anything in general or what's going on in life. A lot of things are going. So sometimes, you know, even like little things like um, with nine with ninth wonder with the CBDA, like it really does help me. It, it does have a little bit of melatonin in there, which is good for that chemical that helps, you know, influence you to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like when it turns to night, um, it helps you to relax and like shut off the mind. It kind of like, like registers in the body that hey, it's time to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I do love about this product, and I'm gonna get more. So I I encourage people at least to try it, and it's definitely healthy for you, like CBD, especially if you have like anxiety or, or even try to look at the benefits. There's so many benefits in CBD that could be useful to like a lot of people. Yeah, facts, facts, like. And I've been telling them like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the grape because the grape just dropped like yesterday actually. Mm. So I want to oh, try yes, that yes. one. I want to try that one. I was like I'm yeah. gonna put it in some spray. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just playing. But no, on a serious note, like how how you been? Like how's your mental? You know, I know last week we talked about you know you were struggling with a few things. So how mm -hmm. how how has everything been with that? Man, everything has been going great. I've been coming to my own like my realizations and looking at my habits and you know starting to structure you know, ways of being more productive, but being at peace and not judging myself too much. Cause I do have like high expectations for myself, but I have to remind myself to, you know, let go of all expectations. You know, not everything is going to sometimes go the way that you would like and it's okay. And especially timing, like you can't time a lot of things, especially if you want, like I have a goal of getting a house with land somewhere here in California um, in order to, you know, bring my family something that I could leave behind, like a, you know, pass it down through generations and, you know, within that land, you know, help my family to be able to not have to worry, worry financially or especially with the housing, what's going on right now too. It's like, I want to be able to build something that I can leave for the next generations to come to my family that could pass down but then also give that security for my family that, you know, like my father or my siblings that they don't have to, you know, worry about getting, you know, kicked out or, or stuff like that. So I have like a lot of expectations, like a lot of things that I need to do and I want to do, but sometimes, you know, I judge myself because I'm not there yet. I'm planting seeds for sure. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm always building brick by brick, brick by brick every day. But, you know, especially when times of like health scares of your family or, some somebody that you're trying to do something for and it's going to take you time to you know put yourself in position and put them in position to be able to retire early sometimes it takes time and you know anything can happen you know something can happen like a health scare or an accident or you know death or something could alter that and sometimes i have to remind myself like you know 
you want it right now, but it's not going to happen right now. You just have to build and just do the best you can. Like, mm -hmm. that's why I have to remind myself is like, do the best you can. Don't judge yourself too much. You know, it will come. And I just try to focus on manifesting and educating myself. So overall, I'm like, definitely like, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm content. I'm at peace. I'm just continuously like learning about myself to try to, you know, put myself in the best position to also help people, mm -hmm. but to keep myself at ease as well. You know, you have to take care of yourself. You can't just be a person that takes care of everybody, but not yourself. Cause that's how, yeah, how a lot of problems happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, I just, that's the worst thing that, not the worst thing, but I feel it's super important to, tap into yourself and sometimes look inward or look at your habits and your th the patterns of thoughts and how you do things with your relationships and how you treat others and what you really want to portray to people of like love or kindness or happiness. But sometimes we get distracted because of the things that are going on in our life or how people treat you. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, but also treat yourself, <laughs> you know, take yeah. care of you. You know yeah, what I mean? Facts. And I feel you, you know, you, you, <clears throat> when you're, you're, you're saying you want to have this house for your family and stuff like that. You just want to, you want to provide, you want, you want to see everybody happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause it's going to happen for you regardless. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I know you feel the pressure because of, you know, the timing and, you know, stuff that happens within the family, obviously. But, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you want everyone to be happy. You want everyone to be comfortable. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's why you're, you pushing and grinding. I, you know, uh, you know, and I respect that. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, you want something to pass down to your kids, yeah. you know, your family. You want some, you want a, a good foundation where they can grow and, you know, your son can be better mentally than you were when you were that age. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's all it's about, like inspiring, you know, your family and putting a better, having a better platform for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, like, you, you notice that too. Like a lot of people are like, caught up in the rat race of their job and working, you know, making income by, you know, manual labor. Cause that's all they were taught is to work for your money. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you have to physically be there time clock. And sometimes you get so caught up in the whole rat race that you forget to take care of yourself or you keep pushing things to the side. Cause the bills got to be paid mentality. Yeah. And I always wanted to like <clears throat> give my family the opportunity to be able to not worry about the finances, but to worry, uh, help, you know, take care of themselves, actually, like their mental health and and their physical health as well. But if you're so worried about paying the bills and doing, you know, putting the hours in, yeah, you and you will look at cheap. You look at cheap ways to satisfy yourself, whether it's like food or alcohol or going out on, on the weekends to help you know make you feel more at ease because of all the hours that you work that's the one thing i want to do for like my family is to put them in position to not worry about finances but to worry about themselves and help heal themselves and things that they feel that bothers them or doesn't give them the best outcome to be able to show their appreciation for people or be open about their feelings to then heal themselves off of you know traumatic experiences or what they were taught as you know children from their parents that maybe doesn't give a good relationship with with me or their kids or their their spouse or something like that is what I try to do. Mm. Oh, facts, facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in, in in that aspect, you know, 
like someone in a job that, you know, they hate and they're feeling like, you know, the drinking and stuff, you know, because I know a lot of people that do it, but, you know, drinking every weekend or mm-hmm. or maybe maybe, you know, smoking every day or or doing whatever they do, you know, overeating or whatever it may be. Um, when it comes to that, you know, numbing it with that is is pretty damn, you know, harmful. You know what I mean? That can lead you down a dark path. Long term. And then you're just stuffing stuff down, stuffing stuff down. And then once you're, you know, 42 and mm-hmm. you have all these medical problems and medical bills and you realize, yo, I'm I'm addicted to these things and I'm still unhappy. Mm-hmm. So the traumas that you have or the stuff that you never talked about. Right. Now it's just leading you down a path of like now you're blowing up on people or you're acting out of character because of stuff you never dealt with on your own. Yeah. You know? And sometimes people default, they default and and go towards the ideology from what they heard their parents or what you see in movies. Like, you know, this is just, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like this, like, you know, take it or leave it. Um, I was born this way. My dad was like this. So I'm like this. My dad's dad was like this. And you got to be careful with that. You know, I don't like to like tell people or push my morale on somebody that, Oh, you have to do it this way or my way works. You should do it too. But I think like, if you want to get your point across or if you want to uh, communicate with your family or your friends or your coworkers in a way that they can get a job done or, or you want to genuinely help them um, by providing a different perspective, you have to work around the way you articulate yourself to that person by communication because sometimes a lot of people feel like they're being judged when you're trying to help them and your words are sometimes you know being you know put together in a way that is actually judgmental and from my experience on both ends I realized that sometimes just people just want to be listened to and when they were young they would try to you know as a kid you're so free and you're so kind loving like kids don't just you know turn out to be bad and you know angry adults like it all starts like when they were a child you know what i mean like i I had read in, in the four agreements they were talking about how like there was a an example of there's a daughter that loves to sing she she sings every day and the mom you know encourage her encourages her to sing and one day the mom had a long day at work she has a headache she's stressed out from work she had um, tough conflict um, situations at work, and she goes home. She just wants to sleep. She's so tired. And the same kid is singing, and she tells the kid, stop singing. Like, uh, you sound ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And just because of frustration of the mom. And then now what happens a lot to the kids is the kid now registers to herself like, oh, you know what? I, I sound ugly when I sing. And so she takes that personal and makes an agreement to herself that, you know what, I can't, I can't sing because, you know, my mom told me I sound ugly and I don't want to embarrass myself because she felt, you know, embarrassed at that age. And now for years go by, that girl never sings again because she feels that when she sings, she's ugly, but she might actually have a beautiful voice. So it's like sometimes you you have to be really careful on sometimes some of the things that you say and you do have to be like, which is, chapter one, four agreements, mm-hmm. uh, like be impeccable with your word. Like don't say anything you don't mean mm-hmm. and be very mindful of what you say. Cause words have power. Like mm-hmm. words could really influence 
anybody to do anything good or bad, depending on how you view it. I mean, Hitler, I mean, look at Hitler. Yeah. Hitler with his words really put power into his words in a way that was harmful and, you know, very, you know, catastrophic and what he did but that's really the power of the word like you can use your words in a powerful way to help influence people in a good way Mm -hmm. that's the way i look at it i don't look at it in in a negative way in a way it's almost like manipulation but you can actually help like articulate yourself in a way that you can get your message across in the most beneficial way to actually help somebody to do something that you would like them to do because you see the long term um good and whatever that is, mm-hmm. that's facts, and that 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 speaks so much. That speaks so much volumes, because you know when you look at that story, because I haven't heard that story before, mm-hmm. and that that's crazy. You know, like just from that one incident, that can change that that little child's whole life. Right. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that have dealt with that, or maybe instead of singing, it was somebody playing sports, and they were running around the house, mm. and then their parents snap on them, like, hey, like. Like you're, you're you're like you'll never make it to the NFL like yeah yeah yeah, and mm-hmm. now that kid never tried out for sports, never right. put himself out there to where he can meet those dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Like yeah, you most definitely um want to be careful with your words and what you say, and you always want to. I feel like not influence, but motivate people mm-hmm. in a way. And you know what I mean? No matter the age, because you don't know what impact that's going to have on that person. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had moments like within like your football career where there was moments that you had doubted whether you wanted to do this and how important or how sensitive it would have been in those moments where you were maybe questioning or you had any doubts about, you know, continuing to play football that if somebody was like, you know what, maybe you should quit. I don't know. Maybe it's not working out for you. Maybe, you know, look what happened to so-and-so, so-and-so, and and this person that went to this high school. And Mm -hmm. you know what, maybe you're not meant to play football. Do you feel, well, the question I'm really trying to ask is like, have you ever been in a situation where you had doubted yourself? Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like, and it's never been like, my physical ability, because I've always been able to play. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's never been to a point to where it's like I'm getting tortured. I'm like, oh, God, like, damn it, is this what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never been that mm-hmm. point because I, I really do love ball. But um, in an aspect of of outside things like like coaches, I thought about, you know, if it was worth it for me to keep pursuing my dream, um and deal with all this adversity because at one point it was, it was really, really hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard when you give everything you have Mm -hmm. and then someone tell you like, Oh, it's the process. Oh, it's a process. Maybe, maybe, maybe next week you might not play this week, but maybe next week, you know? And I dealt with a lot of that my junior season, Mm -hmm. you know, at Lamar, I, you know, I dealt with, you know, you know, like, you know, being new out there, I'm dealing with a new environment with new people all new people i went out there without knowing anybody right and you know building these relationships with people the people are dope but you get on the field you're playing you, you know you're doing everything you can and it's like the appearance like it's like the the body of oh grind you know hard mm-hmm. work do your thing you're gonna get on the field mm-hmm. and never getting on the field mm-hmm. that's like working 48 hours a week and then not getting paid. Oh, we'll pay you next week. Sheesh. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So in that sense, I, I, I had doubt of like if I wanted to do this. And I almost left. I almost came back home. Wow. It got it got to that point mm-hmm. because I felt like in a way I was letting down my own teammates. Cause like the coaches, like I respect and, and love all the coaches I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, fuck that. I'm not playing for them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm playing for me and my family, right. people back home. I'm playing for my teammates because I built those bonds with those dudes, mm-hmm. especially when I was a junior, the seniors. Like, I built those bonds with them. So it was mm-hmm. like I felt like I was letting them down by not contributing to the team, mm-hmm. and it wasn't by choice. So when I'm sitting on the sideline and we're getting, you know, scored on and they're dogging us, like, I just felt so bad because it's like, fuck, what could I have done? Like, could I have done this better? Like, could I have, like, you know – sucked up to the coach more to get on get on the field could I have you know what I mean maybe if I would have just pressed the issue more like I could have got on the field or maybe if I snapped and then made them get in a position to where they had to play me maybe that would have been better but um, that's where the self-doubt came in and I was like maybe maybe this isn't for me because Mm. the adversity of it's not like I'm not doing the right thing right like it was just the fact of like it was outside sources whatever it may be like I was just like you know, like, don't I, I, I just didn't like the fact of like someone telling me something and then not doing it. Like, right. oh, we'll pay you Friday. Friday come around. <laughs> hey, we got you next week, my guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's so limited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like being on a contract. You know, you're on an 18, uh, you're on a 10 week contract. Yeah. And you get paid every Friday. But you keep getting pushed back, pushed back. Oh, you get paid on the fourth Friday, mm-hmm. fifth Friday, you didn't get paid. Nah. Right? So it's just stuff that built it up built up. And, you know, even when I wanted to quit, when everything was against me, bro, mm-hmm. I chose not to. Like, and that's why I'm really proud of myself because I had every single reason to quit. You know what I'm saying? Why and you chose not to? Bro, it just wasn't in me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally like, like I told my I talked to my my parents. I've even talked I even talked to the coach, like mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this is a mistake. This is a, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't a good decision. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting in my room, just, just like, just thinking about everything. And I'm like, damn. Like, I busted my ass to get out here. Mm-hmm. Took all these classes. You know, mm-hmm. got my AS, transferred, came all the way to Texas, like, mm-hmm. to ride the bench. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad I didn't, bro. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I didn't because. That 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 made me, bro. That was like a make or break point. Right. Where you can choose to get better, or mm-hmm. you can choose to get worse. Right. Right. In a sense of quitting or keep going. Mm-hmm. And I just like I remember sitting on my bed and I was just thinking. It was like two o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and I just was in my thoughts heavy, and I was just like, you know, whatever the fuck happens, like it's not gonna change me. They can sit me for every game mm-hmm. for the rest of my career, mm-hmm. and I'm still gonna bust my ass in the weight room. I'm still going to fucking smack people in the mouth at practice. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to play hard. That's not going to change how I play. Like the outcome's not going to change how I prepare. You right. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and I think that was the defining point and why I had a lot of success in my senior season and you know why I'm driving today to play too because it's like that foundation was set. Like that was a, a it was set in stone like no like like I knew like Right then, like I was like, I'm a dog. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep working, and they might not see it now, but they're gonna eventually see it. Like, oh, right. this motherfucker is serious, you know? Damn, man, it's so critical to like have that mindset of keep going. 
Mm. Keep going, keep going, keep going. That, that's even like my bio on my Instagram because there's a lot of things that I felt that I quit. And then I look back in retrospect and see, you know, why it worked out the way it worked out. And then sometimes that creates peace with myself because, you know, the certain mindset at that time, you didn't have the tools, you didn't maybe take chances of the opportunity. You didn't see the long-term view of, you know, just do your best, like keep mm-hmm. going, like don't quit. And how important it is to have that mindset of, you know what, I'm just going to keep planting these seeds and just put myself, keep putting myself in position, just keep trying to do what I feel that I need to do to, in order to then get that, that long-term goal or short-term, short-term goal to be able to, you know, basically manifest and get to that position that you're kind of like trying, trying for. Then I think about, um, like, like for you, trying to think and one um one thing that i was gonna say um going back to what i was talking about Mm -hmm. about you know the things that were going on at that time like mentally i was at one of my lowest points you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and i you know i didn't have any bread i really didn't things weren't going going right Mm -hmm. in relationship in my relationship um you know stuff was miscommunicated between you know my coaches and everything and i still chose to to grind so i'm like Mm -hmm. damn if i could do that Mm -hmm. with a bad mindset right like i was nowhere near how how i think now you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i was nowhere near i'm like just to think of back then like where i was at and still choosing to grind and not quit. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I can I could do whatever I want then. Like I can mm-hmm. I can do whatever. If I say I can do something, like if I say I can go to the NFL, I believe I can go to the NFL, mm-hmm. right? If you know, if I say, you know, I can have a business, I can be a successful business owner, I can do mm-hmm. a podcast, I can do I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just all a mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. also too is like not getting, you know, not chasing that instant gratification, like those yeah. instant, you know that instant feelings of dopamine because sometimes you have to go through time of you know challenging times where you're not seeing no results it's kind of like, like like working out right like some people try to you know lose a certain amount of weight and they'll work out for like a month and they are surprised and kind of like upset that they haven't seen the body that they're aiming for in a month mm. so it's kind of like sometimes you have to be patient with yourself and let go of any expectations, like just do your best and try to put yourself, you know, step by step, try to get to that goal. But man, it's, it's hard to see that, you know, long-term reward in the short time because you're so caught up in your thoughts or, or what you feel, what you perceive to be in that moment where you don't see what you're, what you're trying to reach at that time. Like you see a lot of smoke in your eyes and a lot of things are going on. You know, it's one thing I I learned about like my, my journey is like a lot of the times where I hit a stride or when I achieved a goal or a mindset or a perspective or I attained something every time I had to conquer something, I had to also be in a spot where you wanted to almost quit 
or you had like no view of the goal. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like almost the goal was getting farther and farther and like less attainable. But that's actually the moment where if you just could get through that first hump, second hump, all these like little humps or like this wall that seems almost impossible to do. Once you get over that, that, that part right there, it's like, now you can see it, everything. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. And like, Oh, I could really do this. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I can actually, like, I was never really a, a runner. Now I'll, I run like five miles a day, which is crazy to me. Cause I never ran and I never thought I could, I'll start running for like the first eight, 10 minutes and my body will start aching. And, and I just learned to just run through, identify if I'm in pain, accept it. And it'd be crazy. Like two minutes later after accepting whatever pain I'm feeling, or if I'm running out of breath or I'm not controlling my breath good enough, the, the pain subsides, those thoughts subsides. And then you get to like that runner's high. I feel like to, and also it builds confidence, like mm. going through those times of challenging moments where you feel like, like it's not working out the way you thought it would. Mm. Like it's not, it's not looking like, you know, it's not looking like, like the landscape that you were, you were aiming for seems more blurry than ever. And at those moments, it's very critical for you just to keep going and just to realign yourself. But it's hard. That's why you see a lot of people quit a lot of things. And I, there's been times where I've quit a lot of things too, because I didn't see the bigger picture. I didn't keep the mindset of keep going. Like you're almost there. Like you can do this, like doing little things like going for a walk or working out or achieving any little type of success to you of troubling moments builds confidence. If you don't have that confidence, like it's going to be hard to put yourself to that next level. Cause it's hard. Like if you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, bro, and you don't have mm. that, if that internal dialect and for yourself isn't, isn't strong and you can't, you know, hype yourself up, mm-hmm. who the fuck else is going to hype you up? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. who else is going to look at you? Like, like someone see, someone might not see your value. If you don't see your own value, how are they supposed to see it? hundred percent. At the end right. of the day, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta show them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause, cause you know, with, you know, your actions, with your word, with, you know, how you work, you know, you got to show them why you're great. You know what I mean? Cause everybody has greatness. It's just, Definitely. how are you going to exploit your own greatness? How are you going to show, you know, how great you are? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's, that's with any, any facet. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. I, I do believe like everybody has value. Everybody has something that, that is effortless to them that seems like work to other people mm-hmm. the hardest thing is to obviously find it but that's why i always encourage people to like you know try it try everything like mm-hmm. there's been so many things that i've tried and didn't complete and i'll sometimes be hard on myself i thought i was a quitter but at the same time i was judging myself on things that i thought that i liked or i thought was a passion and it wasn't yeah. you know when something's a passion when it feels like play and you enjoy doing it mm-hmm. and sometimes people don't haven't found it yet but you just got to keep doing what you're doing just keep trying shit mm. keep trying certain you know if you like to you know customize shoes try customizing shoes for a few months or a few weeks and if it doesn't work out and you're not being consistent or you don't like it actually in the long term mm. then that wasn't it so yeah. try something else keep trying keep trying keep trying but you can't just quit because the moment you quit is when you start doubting when you start doubting the confidence gets lower and lower and lower and then here you are depressed like Obviously, right. depression is, like, more than just one way of, like, how you can get there. But mm. 
I think one way that doesn't help is by quitting. Yeah. Like not necessarily quitting like what you're doing, but quitting the mindset of I got to keep learning. I got to keep trying. I got to, you know, just do the things that fascinates you that you like to do in whatever, in regards of whatever that is. Yeah. Because man, there's so many ways that you can, you know, build passions from things that you didn't even know you actually genuinely liked. Like who would, who would have thought that, you know, like this, the doing this podcast feels like play. Like it doesn't feel like I don't stress out with this, but I thought that you have to stress out about a certain thing that you would like to do. That's a passion. But one thing I learned, like about doing things that I like to do, I don't ever feel stressed out. Like when I like, but that doesn't apply to everybody else. You know, some people that, you know, like that chase, you know, like, you know, sports and stuff like that. Like there's some like mental and physical stress. I do believe that's like good and good mental and that physical stress. crazy, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, the stress like during games and stuff. Yeah, see? Crazy, but I, I like that. It's like pressure. It's like I love yeah. that, bro. I love that. Like like knowing knowing you have to make a play mm-hmm. or, you'll got, or you guys will lose or knowing right. like you got to get a stop or you guys are going to lose. Or you, That's one thing I like about you know. football and sports is like a lot of it's like positioning, like mm-hmm. putting yourself in the best position to be, you know? And like that's like so critical to put yourself – it's kind of like life too. I look at that like you know you want to you know be prepared for the opportunity to come. So it's like do your best to educate yourself and whatever that is to put yourself in that position where you reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. And even if even if like it's dope because like even if you're down like in life mm-hmm. you know or compared to the scoreboard you know mm-hmm. keep grinding right and you might pull out a W. You know what I'm saying or learning from your lessons. You yeah, might learn in sports. You know you might lose a game mm-hmm. right and. Like I said, you can get better, you can get worse, right? Mm-hmm. If you go and you you're like, okay, this is where I messed up. I'm gonna study film harder. I'm gonna work harder, and I'm gonna fix those problems that I had in that game. Mm-hmm. And the rest of your season successful, you learn from that. But you can be like, oh, we're trash, and make excuses, oh, and terrible. not take accountability for the, your mistakes. And you can sit there and boohoo mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and it's just like. Like you wasted all that energy mm-hmm. talking about shit that really didn't matter. All you had to do was look in the mirror. You know what I mean? There you go. And that's the person too. It's you don't ever want to be the person that doesn't take accountability and always point pointing the finger at everybody else for the reason why for your failures or the mm-hmm. team's failure or the job or yourself, your life. Like you are the person that is the main character of your story. You actually do control your fate and your manifestation and your attitude, your word is so powerful. Like you, you can use your own word against yourself to then not pursue the things that you really want to do or to be successful in your own terms. Mm-hmm. Like you have to obviously be careful. Don't compare, compare, com- like comparing is one of like the things that you don't want to do because it's like a, it's like a downslope of mm-hmm. thoughts and you'll be less productive by comparing yourself to other people. But you have to really always remind yourself to like, you know, do the things that you enjoy, do do the things that you love to do and go through like the trial and error. Like that's why I always like preach and talk about like, you know, trial and error, just mm. keep going. Like don't, don't quit. You'll find whatever it is that you need or you're looking for, but you have to be consistent, which is like the hardest thing to do. Like p- pointing the blame at people and like not taking accountability for the way things worked out. Uh, causes you to suffer more than to like you might feel good because you're like belittling somebody else or you're mm-hmm. putting you, the fault 
as somebody else, it might feel good short term, but long term, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And you will learn faster if you just take the L and be like, you know, I could have done this better. Mm-hmm. I should have spoke to, I should have been more co- conscious of the person's feelings and my words and what I'm saying or, or whatever task that you're do, doing. I should have led this way instead of leading with fear. I should have led with power and I should have led with clarity instead of leading with some type of fear of failure. Yeah. You got to be in motivations you got to kind of be mindful of like how you're motivated too because a lot of people sometimes are motivated by fear Mm. which you know sometimes it works for a lot of people but it might not work for you Mm. like what works for somebody else might not work for you like find out what works for you facts Mm -hmm. because i i I know for me personally i use fear to drive me you know Mm. like when it comes to um the realm of like you know physical fitness or um you know, football, like for football wise, I'll be like, oh, I'm if I mess up right now, I might cost my team the game. I'll let down all the guys. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. I'll let down. I don't want to let down my family in any way. Right? right. Or if I'm lifting, I'll be like, if I don't hit this, I'm going to die. Like, uh-huh. like because a lot of the times I work out by myself. So if I'm bench pressing and it's like a certain weight, I know yeah. it's crazy to say out loud. Jesus. But it was at a point to where I was like. I'm either going to hit this weight or I'm going to drop it on my neck. Like, I'm so serious. Like, I'm being dead ass serious. I'm like, it was really that point to where I was like, I'd hit a, uh, like a stalemate. And like, I couldn't hit a certain weight. I think it was Mm -hmm. when I couldn't hit 225 over three times or something Mm. like that. And I was like, nah, bro. Like, cause this is the requirement for the league. I was like, bro, I gotta Mm -hmm. start hitting this. And it was in high school and I was in my garage and I was like, okay. And I had did like five, six sets. And I was like, you know, on this one, bruh, if I don't hit it more than three times, uh-huh. it's over with. I'm I'm going for that fourth. <laughs> and I remember just thinking to myself, I'm like, bro, like, that's actually pretty crazy to like, think about. Like, bro, that's a maniac. You're you willing shit. to risk yourself <laughs> to get hurt. But yeah. then that's cool, too, because then, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it might work for you. It might not work for somebody else. But, like, putting yourself in a position where, like, hey, if I don't lift this right, or if I don't get this off, put it on the bar, like, this could land on my fucking neck yeah. or my chest or my face. Yeah. So that sometimes, like, that fear of that, too. And then also seeing you act like you think you can't do it and then you actually end up, you know, mm-hmm. doing that extra rep. Now it builds that confidence, like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. I can actually do this shit. Like, it's a lot more, more in my mind, if anything. Like, yeah. I got the strength. I just might not have the mindset or the right form or whatever mm-hmm. it is I'm doing. Or like it actually builds confidence sometimes, like doing something that you felt that you couldn't do that was mm-hmm. could have been negative, like if it would have landed on you. But the fact that it didn't, like the confidence just leveled up right yeah. there. Literally every time that I've been in a position to where I was like thinking like, am I ready to do this? Like, can I do this? Can I hit this weight? Can mm-hmm. I do this? I've always done it. Or exceeded at doing something mm-hmm. like literally every time when it comes to weight or when it comes to like performing in in like season, I've always done better than I imagine. Like mm-hmm. like when I manifest stuff or when I'm thinking about something, mm-hmm. I've always done better. That's why I'm like, dude, I just like anything I have like doubt or pressure about. I'm like, just fucking do it. Like fucking yeah. do it. Even with the podcast, when you first brought it up. Mm-hmm. I was fucking nervous. I kept, yeah. I kept mentioning like, oh, I could see you doing that. Yeah. I said it like ten times, bro. And you were like, you're like, no, we, we should do, gonna do this. Like, <laughs> I was like, like, come on, bro. Like, hey. I felt the same way too. I was like nervous. I was like, man, like, cause I was thinking about the judgment in my mind, and I was like, I don't want imposter syndrome. I don't want to mm-hmm. seem like I'm pushing my na- narrative or I sound like a know it all because I don't. Yeah. 
but then I reminded myself, like, you know, just do the best you can and speak your truth. Like, I'm I'm speaking from a place of my integrity. Like, mm-hmm. I'm speaking about my life experiences, what helped me, what I'm still learning, what I'm struggling with, what I'm suffering with. And, like, if I just speak from my heart and just be move in a, in a place of purpose and love and kind and genuinely want to help people and try my best not to judge people, then I'm, I'm fine with every single word that I say. Thanks. Like, so, and that gives me the confidence too. Cause like, I'm talking to you, like when, this whole conversation is I'm talking to you. Mm. So, and then to, you know, see the clip, I know we were talking about this earlier before we were started recording, but like to see the clip of myself, like that we post or the mm. clip of you to see that it's like, holy crap, man. Like this is all coming from a place of conversation. Like yeah. we just happened up like a conversation that we normally have like every other day or every day that we do talk to each other is like, it's just being recorded. Yeah. It's the only and difference. that's the thing that makes me more at peace with myself and not judge myself or not let other people's, you know, ideas fluster, fluster me or, or cause me to, you know, be in a place of, of, um, putting myself in a downward spiral or maybe listening too much to the outside noise. Yeah. It keeps me at peace knowing that I'm coming from a place of like, I'm coming from good intentions and yeah. from me, it's me. Yeah. It's not nobody else. And I'm still learning. Like I'm not perfect, nor that's not even the goal. I'm just trying to be the best me possible possible. Yeah. So if I'm chasing perfection, I'm chasing myself. Like I'm just trying to be the best version of me possible. I'm and, so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that, bro. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, anybody i don't i'm not trying to seek validation from anybody that's outside of the people that have the best intentions for me mm-hmm. like if you think this is dope and like the things that i say and other people my f- friends family people that i've met at one occasion that anywhere around the streets like i'll talk the same way i'm talking now and then they'll give me like great feedback and they would, you know, give me uh, compliments and stuff like that. I don't get too high from it either, but I do accept it. And like, oh, that's cool that some of my words have helped people and my experiences do help people. So that right there is like what keeps me going. I'm not going to be worried about what fucking Susie 009 on fucking Twitter <laughs> or like any type of comment like that. I'm not, that's not going to bother me or yeah. anybody I might've known in the past that has a perception of me uh, when they knew me in 2015. 13 like yeah. i'm not worried about that or anybody's perception or i'm not seeking validation for nobody because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'm not i'm not doing it for those people like i'm trying to do it for the people that want to elevate themselves trying to grow and trying to find themselves and are trying to do the best what they can or maybe that they're lost like i'm just trying to show them that even at times of you know you being lost or you hitting a brick wall or you're not seeing the long-term you know, you're not seeing long term or you're not seeing in the future. Like there is a way that you can put yourself in that position. And I try to be living proof of mm-hmm. like, like, I'm just like you. Like we're all humans. Like, you know, I'm not better than you. I'm just another light. We're all like lights. It's kind of like when you look at the stars, it's not the, it's not the, the you know, the, the, what's it called? Like the calm air, the meteor that's causing, you know, the light. It's the light of like from the star. Like you have to be, it's like, I'm a human. I'm a vessel. Like I'm a vessel that's a light that tries to help people see their full potential when they can't see it. Like I like to believe in people more than they believe in themselves. Cause I remember being in that point where I didn't, you know, see the value that I had because I was judging myself and comparing myself to everybody else. But then when I'm when I started to look inward and started to work on myself to put myself in the best position to help people, I started realizing like 
you start learning too about a lot of people, like a lot of mo- like people you can model, like other people that look just like you, or not even they don't have to look just like you that have done and came from things of catastrophic events in their family or health scares or diseases, cancers and all that stuff that look at life in a huge different perspective that you found like impossible to see when going through something. It's like, that's just so motivating to me when you see somebody with, with no legs or no arms and they're doing, they're driving a car. It's like, holy shit. Like you can really do anything you put your mind to and you can really, you know, you can really look at things in a different perspective outside of the, the norm of, you know, that's contrary to the belief of a negative way that, Oh, you can't do that because you have this going on. Or like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Nah, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Like right. it's your story. You can mm-hmm. choose. I could dye my hair red tomorrow yeah. and not give a flying fuck. Cause I like it. Yeah. Like, facts. So it's like, Oh, that's cool as shit. Like you people can do that. And like seeing that it motivates me. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to be the best me possible. No facts. facts. Mm-hmm. And, and go back to what you said, like you can do whatever you want to. Like, like, me, you know, sitting on the couch the other day and I'm just scrolling mm-hmm. and I see someone in a wheelchair mm-hmm. fucking shredded doing muscle up. He doesn't have legs, bro. So Shit. the parts, the parts of his legs that, you know, uh, part of his leg was amputated. Right? right. So the part that was on his legs, it was strapped to the chair. His waist was strapped to the chair. Holy and shit. like this part of his stomach was strapped to the chill chair. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a full muscle up. You know what a muscle up is, right? When, when they, he lifts up. When they're, he's on the pull up bar and he pulls himself up yeah. and then presses up like this. Shit. He was doing them easily. He did like eight. And I seen it on TikTok and I'm like, bro, That's there fucking is incredible. no fucking excuse. No. Like if, if someone looks me in the face and tells me like, oh, I can't do that because. Or I can't do a pull up. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, is you serious? Like, this thing ain't got no legs. <laughs> He's shredded. Like, hey, no excuse why you can't do something. Because somebody that is in a worse position than you are doing it. You, you know have, what I'm you saying? You have to get out your own way. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just get out your own way, you're going to reap all the benefits possible that you would have thought you would never reach because you don't have that confidence or something. Like, just get out your way. Like, I think that's, that's, that's the problem, though, because, like, how we were raised – to be honest, a lot of us, majority, were raised like dogs. Like, mm. you were domesticated. Mm. Like, you were taught, you know, good boy, bad boy, good girl, bad girl, reward, punishment. If you wash the dishes, you get to watch TV. If you don't wash the dishes, no TV. Like, you kind of got taught that way. And kind of like in school, too, you get taught, like, to get, you, you got, some people got judged depending on their grades in school which isn't a good way to judge somebody because you're measuring them off something that they're not really passionate about. They're doing something that they felt they're supposed to do and they're getting kind of forced to do. So it's like you want to judge somebody off of their their passions. If you say you're passionate about basketball and you're working hard every day and you're grinding, then okay, I could, he's doing what he loves to do. Like you can, But if you're saying you're like, you can't judge a basketball player on, you know, um, math, if they don't really like math, but they're a basketball player, you can't say, oh, he has he lacks poor um, discipline because he has terrible grades in school. Yeah. It's like, well, he's not really passionate about that. Or he don't yeah. see the uh, he don't see it. At, it's up to him to see like or her to see the 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 reason to do whatever they're doing and to make it purposeful and to take it in a way of, you know, like it, it contributes to themselves in, in their growth. Like if they don't see that 
you and they're not passionate about it, you can't judge them off that. You got to judge them on what they, you know, really are passionate about. Yeah, like like you know, in the school system alone, I know I like at a young age, I struggled with that. You know what I'm saying? Like coming from being homeschooled until I was in 4th grade, like mm-hmm. it's hard like um and you know, the different types of teachers that were teaching me like, you know, I'm struggling whatever it may be, but as time went on, I'm like like around seventh, eighth grade, it started clicking because it was like a lot of hands-on stuff. And I learned like, oh, I learn better when I'm doing stuff hands-on or when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm able to be creative in a way. Right. And I learned like, oh, shoot, like that that's like one of my passions. You know, that's something I like. Oh, stuff that is like physically active, like, like you know, I can't, they can't call me a failure because... I can't remember the shit from 1932. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like you said, like judge someone off of their passions, bro. Like at the end of the day, like I know me personally in the mindset I was in as a younger kid, I'm Mm -hmm. like, if it ain't got nothing to do with football or or anything in that nature, I don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or yeah, no, I'm not gonna say I wasn't, you know, fond of history, but like if it wasn't anything in that realm or like physical fitness, like I was just like, I just didn't like care to to learn it, you know. Yeah. And I never, I ne- like looking back on it, I never expected to go to college or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I want to play ball. Like I didn't even think that far ahead. I was just right. Like, I want to go to the NFL. Yeah. And I like football. That's <laughs> it. That was it. That was <laughs> it. You know. But as time goes on, like I expanded from just being a football player and looking at different avenues to you know express myself and to be creative. So, um, but yeah, you can't judge someone just because. Oh, they might not be successful, or somebody might peak late. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hate, I hate hearing stories about like teachers, you know, talking shit to kids. Like, you'll never be anything. You'll never be because that's just showing a reflection of them and how they yeah. feel about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. maybe they never got was able to fulfill their dreams, and now it feels good to them to be able to tell somebody that. You know? Yeah. And it's just funny when you hear stories about like people getting rich mm-hmm. and then going back to those same teachers and that's being funny. like. Yeah, like Meek Mill, he he did that to his teacher. Mm. So when he got rich, he went back to his school and like basically like like um I forgot he said, I think it was a teacher or some shit. Uh-huh. He said you ain't going to be shit. Like you'll be in jail or dead and he's like Damn. he like went back like with his like I think it was a uh, his Maybach or some shit. I'm like, "Bro, flex. that's just wild. Like super flex. <laughs> super flex. flex. Like how you going to feel? Like yeah. damn, 20 like 20 years ago I told this kid you're going to be dead or in jail." And she's still probably driving that fucking 19 19- 89 Camry or something. <laughs> it's a, no judgment, though. Like, no, ju- <laughs> no judgment. But I have to remind myself. But then it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, especially for teachers, too, how Toxic. important it is to come from a place of you wanting to help inspire people and help mm-hmm. kids. and Because, you know, like, life is not easy. And being in school at a certain age, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way of school. So it's like, I hate, I think anybody who looks at what they do on a daily basis as clock in, clock out, this is just a job get paid for. Obviously, they're not going to be passionate and they're not going to be positive and they don't really want the best for people. They're just trying to get by like that type of shit. Like doctor, you got to be careful with choosing your doctors, teachers, school, like anything, because like you want somebody who's passionate about what they do, not looking at it like just a job trying to get you in and out like because mm. that's not going to help you and sometimes if you're too vulnerable you're going to judge yourself off what they say even though they're not passionate or they're not even there in that moment because to themselves their their life sucks and mm. they're unhappy 
So they push that kind of on you and try to, you know, judge you and tell you you can't do shit because of their situation in life at that moment because they didn't, you know, maybe take a chance or a risk on their growth or their things that fulfilled them. They just kind of quote unquote took what they were taught that was success, which is to do a job or go to school and do this. And that's the way like, Oh, you got to do what you got to do. And, and sometimes that shit that you don't want to do, but you have to do it. Like you like it. Like, I don't know. You got to be really careful of like who you listen to and who you talk to and who you, you know, cause every time you listen to somebody and sometimes you got to be careful what you agree with in your mind mm. of what somebody else is saying, because you could think you could like, you know, wake up in the morning, have a good day, cut your hair or whatever. You feel great. You feel like, you know, 10 out of 10 and somebody outside tells you you're ugly. And now you feel <laughs> and now you listen to them. You're like, you know what? I am ugly. But just earlier, you felt like you were a 10 out of 10. So it's like, shit. <laughs> it's like, am I ugly? <laughs> yeah, am I ugly? You start questioning like, no, nah. for real. I do believe, too, man, like. I do believe that everybody is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I genuinely do agree with that, too. I look at myself like, I'm beautiful. I have the highest confidence ever. Yeah, yeah. You can't sure. stop it. Nobody could. It's too late. Yeah, yeah. It's way too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. This is this is the foundation is solid. But I think a lot of it helps, too, because I do feel like everybody's beautiful. I, like, it doesn't mean, like, I feel like it, it. you don't have to be attracted to somebody to tell that somebody's beautiful because... There is somebody for everybody and everybody has different, you know, attractions mm-hmm. to different amounts of people. Like somebody who you might think is pretty, I might not, you know, be as attracted to mm-hmm. and vice versa. And it goes like that. Like, I really do believe that someone could be beautiful, like with their soul, like how, how they treat oh, other people. Like definitely. I've seen I've seen people that, you know, maybe they aren't attractive, but how kind they are, like, w- genuinely kind, like, mm-hmm. not, like, pretending, like, genuinely mm-hmm. kind, like, and just how they move, you're like, damn, like, you have, a like, a beautiful soul, like, mm-hmm. you're actually a dope person, like, for yeah. real, and there's a lot of people out there that are like that, are just super kind-hearted, mm-hmm. that's why, and it's so hard to find, you know? Yeah, definitely, I see what, I see what, um, you've seen this, I'm sure a lot of people have, like, you see what society quotes as beautiful, and then they have, like, a terrible like mentality and energy yeah. and the complainer and entitlement and all this yeah. shit and you're like damn like and then you meet somebody else that society tries to put as not the best good looking and you know but they have a beautiful personality a great energy you want to be around and that's like one thing I, I look for too like for like my relationships or people that you know has been in my life like it's never really been about looks it's always been about your energy like how are you how do you treat people you know how do you treat your mom how do you treat the people around you that's supposedly the closest to you that you love how do you treat them like because i could give a fuck about how you look i don't care what you what you feel you look like and stuff like that because i do look at people like everybody's beautiful but like you know you know like what's your soul like you know yeah. how are you how do you how do you what's your view on how you know your the people closest to you do you try to help people or do you bring them down like yeah. that, that's what i judge off like are you, are you talking about people like when i first meet you are you talking about your people in a bad way yeah like, oh, what you gonna do with me you know what i'm saying yeah ex- exactly <laughs> that's why i'm like man i don't give a damn about looks it really is about your soul like what you mm-hmm. like I forgot that Nipsey Hustle that I think it was called like Perfect Ten on that DJ Mustard. I forgot that song. Oh, I know what you're What's talking about. I know what you're like, talking about. I can't remember that. the lyrics. I forgot how what he says in that song, but I fucking love it. But 
that's exactly what I think about too. It's like it's not about looks at all. It's about what's your integrity. Yeah. Like you know, do you do things good because people are looking, mm. or do you do things good at all times? Yeah. Facts. Like, do you lead by example? Are you genuinely trying to inspire and help people? Are you working on yourself? Are you trying to make the people around you better? But before you go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, and that, you know, kind of ties into like, you know, solidifying your circle or who who are you around? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know 50 cents pops, grand pops told him like, you're only going to get as far as the people you talk to for no reason. Right. Mm. So I feel like, you know, with your circle and all, you know, you want to have quality people. You know, I talked about this a little bit, like, you know, the last time we were on mm-hmm. last episode, but you know, you 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 don't want to just associate yourself or or just be around anybody. You know what I mean? I, I know for me personally, it has to be a thing of like, you know, this person has to have value to them. This person has to have a certain level of uh, moral compass. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. I know, you know, if you're around ten people that you know are fucking alcoholics mm-hmm. you're gonna be the 11th one right yeah so in the same sense you want to you want to have that 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 circle you want to have that like you know if you're around all millionaires guess what mm-hmm. guess what you're gonna be you know what i'm saying or all people with with bright minds mm-hmm. and who are business owners you know you're gonna head in that direction because that's all you're around right. same thing you got to be around hustlers you got to be around people that are that, you know good kind-hearted people people who mm-hmm. are genuine you know because it's it's inevitably gonna rub off on you right and, you know it ties a little in a little bit of of trust you know what i'm saying like i know when i come when i come into like a relationship whether if it's like friendships or you know or anything in that nature i have a certain level of trust for that person based on what i see you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and is it is it the same for you when you're like you know meeting someone new or in relationships like your level of trust like how is it for you for me when I think about the word trust, like in relationships, I look back at when I didn't know myself and I wasn't had a solid foundation. I think about how vulnerable I was because I would have trust issues like I would not. You know, I had abandonment issues. I had my own traumas that happened in my life. I had family, you know, betray, betray us. I had an example one time we went to go visit family we left our home we had a family living there that ended up robbing us stealing all of our stuff and these are people that we let come in because they were having a tough time stole the couches stole the ps2 or ps3 at that time when it had first came out like i have had my own family betray me so when you when you're a person that you know you can't even trust your own family like you don't even have a foundation like how the hell is it gonna how are you gonna trust somebody that's outside your family that's supposed to be the people you're supposed to trust. So uh, for me, when I think about trust, like it's so important to have somebody that loves you for you. Like it's like having a mother that loves you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Like when you have that, you're able to build that trust and you know that feeling. But what if you never had that feeling? Yeah. So it makes trust even tougher. Like you can't trust nobody. Shit. You can barely trust yourself because you judge yourself so much because you don't complete the things that you feel that you want to. And trust, like I think until... And I, I had trust issues, man. And I've got to a point where I'm so, you know, in tune with how trust feels now. Mm. Like with my lady right now, like I, she was the first woman to come into my life that taught me what trust feels like. I'm like, oh, this is how it feels like. Cause I would, 
you know, push my habits or my patterns or my assumptions onto her in the beginning of the relationship, you know, because I, I was used to that. Like, you know, you have, I can't trust you until you prove it to me type yeah, of mentality, yeah, yeah. which is a dangerous game, which never ends. And sometimes you, sometimes you have to let go and just trust. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt and focus on what you have to focus on, which is your life and your health and stay in your circle of like the things that are very important to you. Mm-hmm. It's bad to not be able to trust somebody. And with my relationship right now, currently was the first person I, I felt genuine love and actually wants the best for me and will be straight up honest with me and doesn't seek pleasures of like instant gratification by chasing attention. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, like I never experienced something like that, you know, with any, any woman. And when I had that experience, I was like, oh, wow, like this is like I was able to let go now. Like and this, uh, by the way, I'm 26. Like I just. 23 when I was finally able to trust somebody Mm -hmm. or 24, maybe 24 years old that I was able to trust somebody now. And trust is so huge because it gives you so much like clarity and peace and you don't have to worry about the other person as much and your insecurities like kind of like drift off. Yeah. And then also it comes with the foundation of, you know, you can't control everybody. Mm. You have to be able to experience that person in a relationship, whether marriage or everything's an experience Mm. like sadness, depression, happy, content, at peace, heart racing, physical activities. Everything in life is like an experience momentarily that you're Mm. you should be all in and just enjoy the moments of being with that person and to be able to have that trust with somebody in a relationship is one of the best things to have. And sometimes you have to educate yourself too on trust and your insecurities to then build a foundation that's going to work long term. You know, it's not easy to trust somebody if you never had that feeling before. You have Mm -hmm. to find that person. And I feel like if you get into a relationship that was, you know, you guys loved each other and stuff like that and the person does something that kind of breaks your trust in that way and you can't trust them no more, I think you should leave immediately. I think there's no point of now it's very I don't think there's no point to rehash something if you're never gonna trust them again. If your yeah. mentality is like, you know I'm like, not you have to regain my trust back again. Yeah. You you're never gonna trust them. I think yeah. from what I've seen, it never works out ever. Long-term. Even if that person is perfect, you are gonna still oh, be like, "Oh yeah, you're cheating." I, or oh whatever. oh nah nah nah. This is this is going too smooth. I know you're doing something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you start you know doing some shady stuff. You start yeah. cheating, or you start you know your insecurity drives you to well she cheated. I'm gonna cheat before she cheated again. Yeah, yeah that shit is that shit is fucking ridiculous. And, I, and <laughs> I was in that too, man. And trust is like one of the foundations of relationships so so do you think in relationship relationship wise you know do you think you know it probably ties in you know it does tie into you know trust a little bit um not assuming you know do you think Mm. that not assuming is a big um contributor to your success in your relationship definitely uh you do have to give the benefit of doubt and trust the other person and not assume the worst because they're their own person. They're going to make their best. They're going to do, they're going to make any decision for themselves. You know, they're going to be influenced, you know, obviously we're humans, but they're going to do what's best for them or what's against them that they don't realize yet. Like they're not impeccable with their word or how they carry themselves. You can only do so much Like you can't control everything Mm -hmm. and you can't 
assume because the word assume it makes an ass out of you and me so (laughs) like anytime you assume it never works out well and you know sometimes you think this but it's not even that like everybody could think about themselves a lot of times where they assume the worst and it was nothing at all or you assume that they were doing this i had a person that that i used to work with that thought that their significant other was cheating because they were at home and they didn't answer the phone call one time, by the way, one, they didn't answer the phone call one time in the morning, like two hours in their shift. And I remember the person just like, you know, I got to go. I'm going to go sneak up on her and check the house and see if she's cheating. And I was just like, uh, I guess, I mean, do what's best for you. I mean, you know, it was going to bring you peace. And she was like, oh, it's because she didn't answer the phone. And I was like, like at that point, you know, I, I was like, you got to do what you got to do for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not going to sit here and lecture her and you got to trust her. I don't know their relationship and I don't know her. I don't know where she's at mentally and stuff like that. So she ended up going home and to find out that she, the, the his uh, her girlfriend was sleeping. That's crazy. And she came back to work and she was like, she even told me because she knows how I am and how I talk and what I believe. And she was just like, you know what, like. I should never assume that like she was literally just sleeping knocked out and nothing was going on and stuff like that. And I was like, has she ever cheated on you? She's like, no, but you never know. And I, then that's like, what? Like then leave her. <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to be in a relationship. You sh- I only think you should be in a relationship if you can't, you know, love yourself enough to love other people. Like you have to learn to let go and like give them the benefit of the doubt. And if you don't trust them because of something that they did, do the best thing for yourself and for that person and leave because somebody could love them in a way that they can trust them. Like, you know, if they're, if they're not, you know, people are going to, you know, it happens people, you know, infidelity and stuff like that, cheating and stuff. It's out of your control though. You can't, that's one thing I always find surprising is like, you see those relationships where they try to stop people from cheating. They, let me check your phone every day or like they have a routine, like share your, share your location or you're always checking their social medias and stuff yeah. like that. If a person wants to cheat, they will cheat and you won't find out at all. And you might catch them slipping because it's inevitable. It happens if you're not being honest with truth will always come out. But if you move that way because of jealousy and security and fear of like the person cheating, you shouldn't be getting into a relationship then. Yeah. No, facts. Like, and go back to what you said, you know, if it's something they did that, that why you don't trust them or it might even be some shit that they've never really settled uh, on their own, like traumas from their childhood. Mm-hmm. It, you need to fix that. Like you don't need to be putting that on somebody else. Cause at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. not their fucking obligation to, to help you heal from your, your childhood dramas. It's not their, their job to help you heal from your past relationship. Mm-hmm. You're, you're an adult. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you need, if you need to go to counseling, take your ass to counseling. Yeah. Don't, put that on somebody because then that just trickles down and it's like an avalanche you give those same anxieties to a person they're going to give it to somebody else you know they right. might give it to somebody else and it just trickles down and spreads and now it's like a whole community of toxic motherfuckers you know what i'm saying like <laughs> right like nah like man i remember like when my lady in the first beginning couple months or maybe the year in their relationship I remember something had happened that my mind kind of triggered and it brought me back to like an old place of like, oh, I've seen this before, how this works out. And I remember I, I questioned her. Like I was trying to, because it was the beginning of the relationship, so I was trying to like not be like, you know, sound like I'm assuming the worst, but I was like, I asked her a question and she was like, um, no, like, I, I forgot what the what had happened, but I was asking her, I was like, you sure you're not, you know, trying to cover up this? Like, it's all good if you did that. Like, you know, oh, actually, I'm sorry. We weren't even together at this point. We were in the talking stage. Oh. And I remember asking 
my lady now at that time, like, like, you know what? Like, if you want to mess with other people and stuff like that, like, there's actually no problem with that. Like, if you want to, you know, experience others and you don't want to be tied down or you're still open, like, that's okay, you know? But I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, you could go ahead and do your thing. You're not wrong. I'm not going to judge you. You should have fun, whatever that is. And if you want to experience other people, that's cool. And I said all that shit. And she was like, she's like, I don't. I'm not. And, like, I don't have to make up these lies for you like she checked my ego she's like I, why, why would i make this whole story up what just to lie to you or something because uh, like, you're like you're not all that and i was yeah. like damn <laughs> i was like shit <laughs> it's stuff like that that made me really trust her i was like damn like she literally i never heard that before mm-hmm. i never heard somebody say why would i make all this story up just to impress you or to mm-hmm. hide around or sneak up like that's not how i'm built i don't believe in that and i was just like well shit like at that point i have to i have to trust what she's saying yeah i didn't there, there's no proof of of you know her doing something all in your head bro it's all in my it's head all in your head so it's like you really gotta get out of your own way and you gotta let go you gotta trust give the benefit of the doubt but put your energy towards you figure yourself out try to nourish your relationship nourish yourself because I say a lot, man. You can't love nobody if you don't love yourself first. No, that's that, that's the most definitely facts, you know. Um, hey, but I think that's gonna do it for this episode. You know, I feel like we talked about some good shit, you know, and I and I really do appreciate all you guys. You know, you guys have been showing nothing but love. Um, you know, we're we're at fifty subscribers now, so we're pretty juiced about so cool. that. Fifty one, to be exact. 51. And, um, you know, we just want to keep pushing, keep, you know, motivating you guys, you know, even if you're not subscribing, you're just, you know, watching the videos, you know, we, we appreciate you guys, you know, for, you know, sticking with us. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be it for episode five. And I appreciate y'all for tapping in. See y'all next time. Sheesh.